0: Good morning, it's Wednesday, January 11th, and this is Finger Lakes Today, presented by DeSanto Propane. I'm Josh Durso.
1: And I'm Sydney Radka, and today is all about food on this show as we spotlight a local diner, and we also are going to talk about an upstart meal prep service that just opened its latest location in Canandaigua. But first, we need to get caught up on how is the weather looking for this week.
0: Have you looked outside?
1: No. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. I drove here. It's
0: gray. It, a lot yeah. of gri- A lot of clouds. Yeah. yeah, it's blah. So basically, we're getting December in January. That's where we are oh. right now. So today, uh, mostly cloudy with a high around 39. Uh, might have some showers by the end of the day. Tomorrow, a.m. showers, steady rain developing in the afternoon. High is going to be 44. We're going to have gusty winds. Uh, the wind and the rain are definitely going to be the big headline tomorrow. But 44 degrees. It's going to feel like December, not so much like January. Friday, that rain turns to snow as the day progresses. High around 41, temperatures fall as we get closer to night. That turns into those snow showers. Snow showers linger into the day on Saturday. High around 28, so finally it'll start to feel like winter. There's been a little bit of chatter um, watching the National Weather Service offices in Buffalo and Binghamton about some potential for a little bit of accumulating snow Friday Night late Friday after the rain turns to snow, mm. but don't expect anything blockbuster here. I mean, it's just get it's we're not getting winter. We're basically just not getting winter. Uh, weekend though, uh, after we get through Saturday those snow showers, we will see the sun on Sunday, just a little though partly sunny before we see the clouds come back into the forecast on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, that's going to be cloudy and. Warming up, again, high around 40, and that trend looks like it continues right into next week, so
2: I I guess awesome
0: stuff if you like 40-ish degrees. Yes. Maybe we just won't get winter.
1: That's fine. No winter. I mean, some people I'm sure are upset about that, the people that spend so much money on their snowmobiles and stuff every year, but... I'm fine with it, and every time I see the sun in the winter, I'm like, oh my God, look it's the sun, and we needed this so bad, so super happy about that, Yeah. but you know, speaking of the weather and everything, I'm going to jump right into something that might not actually be weather related for once, but flights <laughs> across the U.S. were grounded after computer problems, so I'd like to hear, usually oh, you hear at this time, weather. The flights are grounded because of weather, but now it's a computer problem, so what happened?
0: Yeah, so the FAA says an outage of the notice-to-air mission system prompted the grounding of all U.S. flights this morning. This includes domestic and international flights. Over 1,200 had been delayed by 7.30 a.m. The FAA was noting that they were working to restore the system, and it kind of appeared as though the system was starting to come back online between 8 and 9 a.m., but the timeline remains unchanged. Now, things should start to pick back up later this morning when they get that system online. What caused it, nobody knows yet. No one will probably know for a while, but it was a system-wide outage. So the entire computer system, that notice-to-air mission system that basically allows the... Air traffic control people to determine uh, when flights can take off and land safely went offline, so they were just kind of operating in the dark. Uh, there were even some interesting reports on social media, and if you were watching maps like FlightAware, of jets basically just circling airports around the country <laughs> when this first, when the system first went down, literally just trying to figure out what are we doing? What nice. are, you know, can we land? Um, it did look like they started to get planes landed through some other uh, method, but that will be something that we continue to update through the day. Uh, as of right now, the last message from the FAA, I believe, stated that uh, flights were going to be delayed until 9 a.m., which it's 9 a.m. now, mm-hmm. so we should start to see things come back online, but if the system isn't operating at 100%, it'll probably be a trickle before full flow.
1: There was probably some frustration with people in those airports this morning. Oh, That's yeah. for sure. Definitely. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> the people that are working put on their happy faces. Like they always do. Like they always do. Yes. Uh, other things that are going on. What were the biggest takeaways from yesterday's State of the State address by Governor Hochul?
0: Okay. Uh, so, a major housing push. Hochul says that New York is going to build eight hundred thousand new homes over the next. 10 years. There was a lot of emphasis on affordable housing and removing obstacles to housing approvals, aka zoning. Uh, That is the number one issue we see here in upstate New York. Uh, The state is going to set goals, and if communities do not meet them, uh, New York will then step in and force the issue. So 800,000 houses over the next 10 years. Uh, We also saw more money for gun violence prevention programs uh, and potential changes to bail reform, specifically funding for more prosecutors and the ability for judges to use discretion in the courtroom. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the legislature acts on this one or if they could possibly water it down since uh, the both chambers lean heavy progressive uh, and additional prosecution or judicial discretion with bail has been opposed big time. Uh, as far as your income taxes are concerned, don't worry, New York State is not going to be increasing those this year. Wow. Uh, Governor Hochul put a lot of emphasis on that in her address yesterday, almost signaling that 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 an increase is guaranteed next year, uh, especially if the long-term economic outlook pans out where we see either a recession or just an economic downturn. So uh, a pause this year, we'll see those levels stay the same, but then maybe not so much in the future. Uh, And finally, the state's cigarette tax could rise by $1 and ban all flavored tobacco products. The state is really pushing hard toward this, trying to lower or eliminate the use of tobacco in New York State. over the last two years we've seen some really like uh, a lot of people would call them outlandish proposals including like banning all sales of cigarettes in general Uh, no movement on anything like that of course but this is definitely a step in that direction making it more costly to to smoke cigarettes will keep teens from doing so the state says Um, and then obviously the flavored tobacco products um, with vapes that's definitely a really big target for the state Uh, of course There's a lot more, altogether more than a dozen major policy proposals were outlined yesterday Yesterday, by Governor Hochul. Uh, we'll be breaking them down in the coming days on fingerlakes1.com, but it's tough because like, there's this urge with a lot of newsrooms to try and like dump everything the day after the address. Makes sense. And it just, it's impossible for much. anybody to digest because yeah. the, the governor has literally been holding a lot of this for the last month. So these policies have been floating around her, her team for the last 30 days, and we get all of them on one day. Great. So a
1: little
3: bit digest, of everybody can
0: pause. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and like an hour and 30-minute address yesterday. So a lot to unpack, and uh, we will unpack a lot in the coming days.
1: Of course, and it's always on fingerlikes1.com or our free app for iPhone and Android users. Yes. But I want to talk about sports. We have Nate in the studio. Um, you had some exciting things go on last night, specifically with the local high school sports, but we're going to touch base on everything that's going on in the sports world. So good morning, Nate.
4: Good morning, Sid. Uh, yeah, was it just absolutely crazy game last night in Waterloo? Um, probably one of the more wild high school basketball games that I've ever witnessed. Love that. So we'll get to that. Paul and I were in attendance for that one. But we'll talk quickly about some national teams. Uh, the Sabres, they lost last night. That's something we've been following closely here the last week. So they've dropped two in a row, <laughs> lost to the Kraken. Josh
1: is That's sad. That's going to happen. He's
4: disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll try to rebound Thursday uh, against Winnipeg at home. Uh, hopefully they get back in the win column. Syracuse basketball is also um, on the road tonight. They're in Virginia Tech. Hoping to kind of, they're also hoping to bounce back, dropping their last game against Virginia. So we'll see if they can kind of get in the win column in the ACC. They certainly need one. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get back to the high school basketball game. Like I said, Paul and I were in attendance calling it for the Waterloo Huddle stream as well as fingerlakes1.com radio. And, yeah, just a a, a theatrical game, really. You know, Waterloo was up pretty much all game. Um, They were up by at least double digits. They took a 12-point lead into the fourth quarter. And then Canada opens the fourth quarter up with a 9-point run. So 9-0 run to, to have a really close game. They end up kind of exchanging leads a couple times throughout that quarter. And then uh, Candigo takes the lead late in the game with 5.5 seconds left. They have a three-point lead. Oh my and uh, Waterloo inbounds ball play. Devin mulvey Salerno hits a corner three to send the game to overtime at the buzzer. Incredible. Love those. So, yep, so we're going to overtime, and it doesn't even end here. It gets even, it, It's even more fun. So they go back and forth a little bit in that first overtime. And towards the end, uh, uh, Matt Palicki, uh, the center for uh, Candigo Braves' team, uh, gets an offensive rebound, puts it back in to tie the game with uh, only a couple seconds remaining. Waterloo inbounds the ball. Nolan Sluka goes to throw up like a, a, just a full-court heave oh. and gets fouled. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's going to go to the line. They, they deem that foul on the floor, so Waterloo's going to bonus. How many was
1: he shooting with that?
4: That was the, the question because at first it looked like he was going to shoot three free throws, which would be huge. Right. But they changed the call to on the floor, and then so he was going to shoot a one and one um, So he mi- and he ended up missing the free throw. Oh. So we sent to another overtime. And Excited. it's just—it was just unbelievable, you know—in the second, and then, then in that second overtime, uh, Waterloo was able to pull away for the uh, 82-79 victory. But it was just—it was just wild, you know. Watching, you know, the fans really getting into it too, which was cool. No girls' game that night last night for Waterloo, so they were all there—the girls' team and a lot of the students too. So, you know, a lot of a lot of animation on both sides, the Go Brave side and the Waterloo side. So just a really, really cool and fun environment for a, for a high school basketball game. Of course.
1: Those are the ones that you want to happen really realistically like every oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. We had so much fun, I feel like, when I was in school with the Loud House and Minders was so crazily into our boys' basketball mm-hmm. that those were the games that you loved. And to have no girls game, that's huge too because that brings a whole nother level of fan base to the boys game as well right
4: and it's something we've missed the last couple years more so a couple years ago than like last year with with covid you know you had limited amount of occupants in the in the stands yeah so that caused a little bit less of an uh, of an environment but now we're back in full swing obviously with that so we had that last year too but this year seems to be even better in my opinion so far in the games that we've been to so just really cool positive energy coming from both sides and and just rooting on their
0: team, so it's just awesome to watch. Always curious. Uh, we're kind of toward the middle of the season here. Uh, how did the players seem to hold up for that double overtime game in terms of just being not fatiguing toward the end, or did it did it appear as though they start started to fatigue in that first and second overtime? I don't know if I'd call it so much fatigue, but
4: you, you're just running off so much adrenaline. You yeah. Know, just that, just that big game. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of hang your head. Like I said, Nolan Sluka missed that free throw in, in overtime to win the game. He hung his head for a little bit, but the, the coaching staff of Waterloo and the rest of the players did a great job kind of making sure he keeps his head up. And, you know, they went out and he, he, and he, he played. He had 24 points, uh, yeah, so he played game. really well the whole game, and he was able to kind of rebound from that, and Waterloo was able to come out with a victory in the second overtime. So I, I just think it's a real credit to some of the players on the Waterloo and the coaching staff to kind of keep their heads in the game because, like you said, Josh, it's really <laughs> easy to fatigue in that sort of game. Hell of an atmosphere. Maybe it was so late at night, too. I mean, the game didn't get over it. The, game, start, the game started late because refs got there late. Mm-hmm. So by the time the varsity game ended, it was after 10 o'clock. Yeah. So it's late. That's yeah. late on a school night no less. of yep. course and then on a you know they're night. Like,
1: oh, do I have to go to school tomorrow <laughs> and then how do
4: you go home you know, I have that sort of game you know even even I did when I went home it's not like you could just go to bed I was you gonna know, say i just a how do you crazy amount of that? adrenaline running through your body <laughs> yeah so it's 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 really hard to you know then some of these kids have homework to do too so you know it's it's really challenging to <laughs> oh, kind of to kind of be able to shut yourself down and then turn the brain off and get some well needed rest
5: they're
0: probably gonna be dragging a little bit today yeah understandably so yeah so.
1: And then you wonder, are the teachers going to be like, oh, it's okay. You had such a great game. Good Lord, know? I hope so.
0: And <laughs> my senior year I, I first so. study hall, so I was able to so take a little bit extra time, right? Smart.
4: <laughs>
1: Hopefully Good they plan their
0: schedules, party. right? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Nate, for that. Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to talk with the owners of Tucci's Family Diner in Waterloo. Stay right there.
3: As the months turn colder, make sure you're able to be comfortable. Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Choose DeSanto Propane. Over 8 million households already heat with propane because a propane furnace can heat air up to 25 degrees warmer than electricity. Propane radiant heat can improve air quality in a home by cutting down on dust and allergens and more. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business with unmatched customer. Service. Go online at desantopropane.com for more info. D-I-S-A-N-T-O propane.com or call toll free at 1-800-752-4574 today. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been Desanto propane.
6: This is Rebecca Swift for Dr. Jeffrey Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry. Dr. Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. If you're looking for a dentist who offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff, Canandaigua Dentistry will go the extra smile for you. Committed to local veteran organizations, as well as seniors in the Finger Lakes, Canandaigua Dentistry offers discounts for both, as well as an in-house dental membership program for those without insurance. The office is located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua, or you can give them a call at 585-394-5230. Visit CanandaiguaDentistry.com to learn more about the team and follow on Facebook and Instagram today.
7: Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Cicino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Cicino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate fiber networks. Mass and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at UpstateFiberNetworks.com. Medea, Miris, and Whitney, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at Whitney.com.
1: Welcome back to Finger Lakes. Today, our very own Samantha Parrish recently caught up with Carrie Bradford and Nick Robert Tucci, who runs Tucci's Family Diner in Waterloo. It's a cool spot right on 5 and 20, which is between Waterloo and Geneva. It's open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Fridays for dinner. We have a little interview, so check it out.
2: (laughs) He likes when I tell the story. Um, so we own a home renovation business. It's been established for about three years now. And we would pick up materials at Lowe's in Geneva. We would stop at this little diner called Patsy's and grab some breakfast or grab some lunch in between, you know, picking up materials and going back to the job site. And Nick's father owned a diner down in Florida. And he says, I would love to own a diner someday. We, we love doing it. We love doing it down there. I would love to do it up here. And of course, the server, Beth, says, You know this place is for sale and that's where it all started it just snowballed after that (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so how how has that been have you guys enjoyed it running any business has its challenges you know especially with your spouse it's really it 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 puts a a ruffle in things sometimes um but we've had a lot of fun with it um nick in particular is really good with the customers What are some of the things, just tell her some of the things you do with the customers. Oh, yeah. I, well, we joke around, you know, I laugh and joke with all the guys and ladies that come in and stuff, especially kids come in. I'll get them up on the bar stools, start playing, like, pyramid games with the jellies and stuff or football with the jellies and stuff.
5: You know, we have a good time.
8: Um, is there anything that, like, sets you guys apart from other diners locally? Or I like the family atmosphere that you're describing.
2: Yeah, that's definitely our goal. Um, If I'm not here, Nick's here and and vice versa. I mean, there are some days where I have to, you know, be remote from home in the office and doing some paperwork and, you know, the management stuff. Um, But I cook three to four days a week myself when the servers aren't here. I'm out on the floor. Nick will be out on the floor uh, serving, helping bus tables. I mean, there isn't anything as owners that we won't do. I, I come from the philosophy of if you can't do it yourself, then you shouldn't be asking your employees to do it. Um, so not only is it a a family atmosphere with our customers, but we also treat our, our staff like family, you know, we we laugh joke. Um, I don't know. It's just, we know everybody by name. I don't want to sign cliche and say it's like cheers, (laughs) but it it really is that way. I mean, when I'm cooking, there'll be people that walk in and I'm already throwing potatoes and sausage on the grill because I know exactly what they're going to order.
7: When we first bought the place, that's
2: what we said we wanted to do was get to know the people, you know, so it doesn't matter how busy we are, we try to come out and at least, you know, talk to the, our customers, you know, get to know them, they get to know us. You know? So that's what we wanted when we first opened. So,
8: um, What type of menus do you guys offer? And I was wondering more about your hours, like dinner versus breakfast and the specials that we were just talking about.
2: Absolutely. Um, one thing that we do is we serve breakfast all day. Uh, so if someone comes in at, you know, 4.30 on a Wednesday night when we're serving dinner and their kid wants pancakes or French toast or even an adult. I have I have grown adults who come in and want French toast on a Friday night and we'll make it for you. There's nothing that we won't do. Um, so our hours were open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then we serve dinners Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So we do classic home cooking and it's stuff I like to say that your your grandma would make or you know your mom. So we do cabbage rolls, beef stew, chicken a la king, uh tuna noodle casserole, what else? Skellop, potatoes and ham. What was another one? So and we keep them in rotation, we do lasagna, um, just you know, that good stick to your ribs type of meals. Um and then every Friday. Uh, throughout the year, not just limited time throughout the year, but every Friday we do a fresh, fresh haddock, fish fry or a broiled dinner.
8: Running a restaurant and like, how does it compare to running your other business?
2: Because it's totally different industries, right? But
9: it's
8: running mm-hmm. a business.
2: Yeah, our other business, it was, you know, Nick and I and, and his brother running is just a small family run crew business um but here there's there's a lot of stuff that we can do on our own but you you also can't um so we rely on a lot of our staff um two of our staff members have been in the restaurant and hospitality industry for over 40 years um so you know nick has his history working in in the diner down in florida i worked at some local establishments here um, in high school i worked for ann sandroni at the downtown deli so I have a little bit of food service knowledge, but jumping into the diner, I mean we kind of just went feet to the fire and said let's let's give it a try. Um, so a lot of things it's it's learning by learning by trial and error, um, leaning on our staff that has the experience. Um, but just having fun um, you know getting to know our customers, a lot of them have given us feedback and there's nothing that we appreciate more than their honesty and and to tell us how to keep improving. And, and different things that
0: they like. All right, welcome back, Sam. Thanks a lot for that interview. Just a quick reminder here: uh, their hours seven days a week, seven a.m. to one p.m. Then from four to eight p.m. on Fridays. So there's like a three-hour window on Fridays where they're closed. Okay. Anybody who's heading out that way, just remember that. Don't go there at like two o'clock on Friday, and then say oh, you said they were going to be on. Don't be that. Guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we've got a bunch of people here in the studio, and we hey need guys. to talk about diner food because obviously we just talked about the diner um favorite diner food nate sharman we're going to start with you what is your favorite diner food uh mine's a quickie so
4: burger fries gravy all over everything classic always great Never beat
1: Specifically it. from a certain place, or have you gotten quickies um, at no, multiple I, diners?
4: I don't think any, anyone rules over any of the others. I've had them at a couple different locations. And They're just all good.
0: Yeah, I'm a big burger connoisseur, kind of so. <laughs> I always yes, be you one are. That. Nothing <laughs>
3: wrong with that, <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes,
0: you are. Uh, Felicia, what, what, what's the diner go to?
10: So I obviously have to be difficult. I have two. Okay. Um, Eggs Benedict oh. with okay. well done home fries is on the top, and then I love a Monte, Monte Cristo pants she's a fancy diner girl.
0: Okay, so I've there's the first one that I have a problem with.
1: Oh, of
10: course. <laughs> Why is it always me?
0: <laughs> crispy home fries. Do so you just want raw your home done. fries? I charred? don't want a
10: raw. I don't want a raw home fry. Like I don't want to bite into my potato and
0: have it be raw. I like. Them is it crispy. the
1: texture, like the mushiness that you don't like, or I don't know? I like just like.
10: Thing? I like my fries well done. I like potatoes well done.
0: Nice okay, And I don't want to bite into a mushy or a hard potato. I don't want to break a tooth. tooth. A break tooth. <laughs> She's like give yeah, of this. I mean, thing. they're not like literally
10: rock hard. They just have a little yeah, crisp a little on criss. the outside.
0: Okay, so crisp, so Crispy. appropriately cooked. Yes. We'll
10: yes. Say, yes. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. I don't like when they're raw. Yeah. You know. So I, I always say, well do done. do that a lot. You're right.
0: right An eggs Benedict.
10: Yeah, and then like I always when I'm at a diner because they'll always well typically have like soup, so I also get a soup to start. I don't care if it's 9 a.m. Yep. Yeah,
0: they, oh, you they will guess. do soup in the morning. That's yeah, and
10: Tyler gets mozzarella sticks. That was
1: uh, I, I agree with Tyler
10: on I the
0: mozzarella it, yeah.
10: stick, yeah.
1: diner mozzarella sticks, because they're the classic, thick... Not like fancy, trying to be fancy. Montreal 6 they are just your classic ones—and I'm definitely
0: no surprises. Okay, so let, let's—I feel like you're busting at the seams here to, to tell us what it is. It's not—it's e- it? not
1: even that crazy. It's—I—I ca- I have to go with the classic sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel. But my side is mashed potatoes yes. with turkey gravy. Yum. Tell me that doesn't sound like no matter what time it is at a diner. A breakfast sandwich with some smothered butter and gravy mashed potatoes.
0: Oh, my God. That, is that, is, that sounds that's Now, the like best breakfast can. sandwich okay, is same.
1: definitely
4: Sweet Acres. When they came in. Oh, those stuff, were okay. really good. That yeah. was awesome. Agreed. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah I, I can't...
0: That's not a diner, but...
1: I can't pick a best breakfast sandwich because I am just...
0: So you opt for mashed potatoes with your with your breakfast sandwich.
1: Yeah, it, and I that's sometimes will get a little crazy and I'll dunk my <laughs> sausage <laughs> egg, and cheese in my mashed potatoes. That
4: sounds phenomenal. That right is right going to be
0: the right. next sounds good. I was going to say that's kind of the next logical step is you actually put the mashed potatoes in the sandwich. Yeah. And you just any potato in it? a
10: sandwich, like any so potato hungry. as an addition to a breakfast sandwich is always delicious. Yeah,
1: I mean, crispy.
0: Yeah, but Crispy
1: like, hash browns, like uh, the patty hash browns that you get at diners, too.
0: Mashed potatoes would be like the best, though, because it would actually stay in the sandwich, mm-hmm. right? Wow, it wouldn't Josh's fall is out. green
1: completely, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could put it right on top. I probably have. I mean, for how much I dunk it into it, pretty much that. And I think right after this show, I'm going to have to order mashed potatoes and a uh, breakfast sandwich from a local diner.
0: Sam's (laughs) expression as you're describing that.
1: (laughs) Okay, <laughs> we're not even going to talk about some of the things you <laughs> no. like. St- gas station, nasty, keto. Okay, so <laughs> when, uh. when,
0: when you're not eating at 7 yes. Eleven, <laughs> what, uh, what do you like to uh, partake in at diners?
8: So it's funny because I like a combination of this. So I get a quickie every time, but I also get mashed potatoes, no. never fries. Love it. So, and I actually kind of agree with Sydney's logic because this isn't diner food, but I always get a chicken quesadilla at Taco Bell with a side of mashed potatoes and gravy from KFC, and I dip <laughs> it, and I eat it. <laughs> yeah, what That's is so it dipping, about mashed potatoes? Dipping
0: is apparently a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So- it's basically like a side sauce for me. Yeah. That's, that's interesting it's like having, gravy. having personal flashbacks my wife when we were dating um, she Pop-a-bell used queen. to actually <laughs> drink. The gravy
10: (gasps) from Mm. KFC. Oh, I could drink that. Um, She would like finish after
0: she was done, she would get like whatever was left over and she would just drink it. That's like next level.
10: Amazing.
1: Smart delicious. Yeah. Smart woman, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you
0: married her. Seeing that seeing that is tough. I actually think there's photo evidence of that somewhere, but that that's a conversation for another day. Paul. Diner food. What is your go to diner meal? When I you're go when play. you're hitting up one of the the local hotspots for breakfast or lunch, I guess yeah. diner yeah. diner, diner m- zone I, midnight. I'm I'm probably the most basic out of all of us. I do two eggs, <laughs> 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 over easy, so I can dunk my toast into the yolk. Okay, bacon, home fries, and then obviously toast, but that and I will not stand for the taquito slander that I just heard. Right? Thank
1: you. You're right. I haven't tried it. I shouldn't knock it until I try it.
0: But I will say this and this one is a I guess technically chain establishment but hash browns must be smothered and covered.
1: Do you do onions and you do the sometimes they have the cheese and stuff on top of
0: them too? Yep. Yep. If uh, if an establishment has it you know. (laughs) So uh, for example if I go to say Cracker Barrel, I get the hash brown casserole as opposed to the straight up hash browns. <laughs> so, hash brown I love a cheesy potato. hash brown casserole. Yeah, that sounds good. Hash brown casserole from Cracker Barrel might be in the hall of fame. Yeah, it might oh. be in the hall of fame for like breakfast sides. I've oh, I've
1: never tried it.
10: <gasps> what? It's life changing. Oh. It's like I, uh, I feel cheesy. like yeah, oh cheesy mashed potatoes, it's like the shredded one.
5: Yeah, I'm yeah sure, I love it.
0: It's, it's
10: game
1: changer. I it's nothing but good. I just love my mashed potatoes, man.
0: So, I guess it's my turn. Um, I th- I think this is gonna sound really lame, but I I think a cheese omelet, yeah. no like no <laughs> random stuff inside of it, hold that, <laughs> and pancakes is like that has hmm. been like my go to. I mean if you want to throw some stuff in the in the omelet fine. Sometimes I'll I'll get these like Mexican omelets where it's like basically just like salsa and oh like peppers crazy. and onions and all that kind of stuff in there but yeah, generally speaking it. I need eggs, I need pancakes or a waffle. But I need those two things to be a central part. And if it's lunch or dinner in my opinion you cannot beat like a hot turkey sandwich or hot oh. turkey from a diner. Mm. So you're good. right. You're you right. You can't. You can't you're beat it. You're
1: right hot turkey sandwich gravy and mashed potatoes Dude, i'm having
10: flashbacks to going to fisher and marks on monroe ave and yep. rochester i used to get a hot oh turkey no sandwich spot. with mashed potatoes at 3 a.m <laughs> so good <laughs> at least twice a week
1: it's hard though now because so we're good. talking diner food but do you find yourself at a diner do you ever go to a diner for dinner i've noticed i really don't go that much for dinner as i do for a breakfast and a lunch
0: i, I don't but you want to know what the funny part is? Is I crave breakfast more at night, around dinner, mm-hmm. than I do in the morning. Really, ever.
1: I'm a breakfast for dinner girl
10: mm-hmm. all day. And
0: where else other than a diner can you know? Yeah. Can you jump? Uh, I mean, that's just. See,
10: like I'm the opposite. I love lunch food for breakfast, and again at a diner, you Those can get that. Sandwiches. You're right. Yeah. So hot turkey sandwich, but you can't.
1: You can't um, factor out the wraps. At a diner, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm still Maybe. trying to wrap my head around soup for breakfast. Oh, yes. I,
10: I'm, I love soup. Mozzarella sticks what kind breakfast. of? Is
0: there a limit to the kind of soup you're, you're, you're willing to contend oh. with? Like, uh, like you're you're I, telling me you would literally eat a bowl of New England clam chowder at 8 in the morning? Absolutely.
10: Oh, yeah. They always have the oh. good soup. I, as I as mean, I, aside <laughs> from a soup that I don't like, like split pea soup or some <laughs> weird ham thing that, that I they sometimes have, I will eat any kind of soup.
0: Thank God there's some kind of limit there.
10: She's a soup, (laughs) Gail.
1: Oh, has anybody else just figured they're super hungry now after talking about this diner, these greasy... Full of carbs, full of calorie foods, and then we're going
0: to... I've got the answer.
1: Okay. Now that
0: we're all hungry, okay. we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Samantha Mandrino from Project Loom Nation, which is <laughs> a new location in Canandaigua. And uh, if your New Year's resolution involves trying to get a little healthier or eating healthier, you're not going to want to miss it. So <laughs> stay tuned.
6: Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. Canandaigua Dentistry offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff. A proud supporter of local veteran organizations, Canandaigua Dentistry offers veteran and senior discounts, as well as an in-house dental membership program for people without insurance. Dr. Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry is committed to providing you with personal, professional care. Whether you are searching for a family dentist or a cosmetic dentist, the Canandaigua Dentistry team promises to go the extra smile for you. Stop by the office located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua or call 585 394-5230 to talk with the team today. Visit www.canandiguadentistry.com to learn more and find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Oh, oh,
3: oh. Oh, oh, DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. That's 80 years that DeSanto Propane has been servicing the community. DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business, which is why everyone recommends DeSanto Propane. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years DeSanto Propane has been heating the community with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com or call toll-free. 1-800-752-4574 and like DeSanto Propane on Facebook for more tips and info today. DeSanto is celebrating 80 years and there's never been a better time to switch to propane to fuel your entire house. Oh, oh, oh Oh, oh, DeSanto Since 1937 the difference has been DeSanto Propane.
7: Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chicino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chicino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at AuburnAutoGroup.com Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at FingerLakesInsurance.com Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at LittleJohnOrtho.com Upstate Fiber Networks. Fast and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at Upstatefibernetworks.com. Miday Miris and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys, get a free consultation at MiddayMirisRicki.com.
0: All right, welcome back to Finger Lakes Today. Did you set a New Year's resolu- resolution to eat healthier in 2023? If you did, you are not alone in Project Loon Nation, which opened its Canandaigua location in the second half of 2022, is one of many options to do so. Uh, while meal prepping for some folks is a walk in the park, others, like me, uh, struggle or simply don't want to deal with it. Uh, that location, though, is really, really interesting. Uh, Samantha Mandrino, the owner of that Canandaigua spot, walked us through everything they do there, and how it works check it out
9: so project lean nation um, is a nutrition inspired uh, company we do prepared meals and that you can do subscriptions which i'll go over in a little bit and then we also have a shake bar so it was really a place that uh, we wanted to have a great uh, community base and to just have people come in and feel comfortable with telling us what goals they want to achieve and You know, especially during the pandemic time, we want people to eat healthier and um, just take care of themselves better. So I got started with Project Lean Nation when Tim started it. Tim Doherty is the um, founder of PLN, and he started it out of a kitchen in his house. And then he ended up, like, buying a pizza shop, so he had a certified kitchen. And then now we have uh, what's called Lean Life Production. So we have a huge production facility up in Henrietta. Um, it's like right off Jefferson and that's where all of our food is made locally. And then it's vacuum sealed and sent to all of our stores. So whether it's our store here in Canadegua, uh, Syracuse is opening in January, Binghamton just opened. And then we have a ton of stores in the South and then moving West. So that is P.L.N. And I have been eating the food since he was cooking it out of his kitchen. (laughs) So what are the different services that you offer and how do they all work? So we have uh, meal subscriptions, like I said, and that is you can do um, anywhere from 12 meals to 30 meals a week or biweekly. Um, you can do a lifestyle portion, which our lifestyle portions are anywhere from three to 500 calories. And then we have an athlete portion. That just means it's more calories. It's not made for an athlete. It's just somebody who has a higher calorie intake. So it is anywhere from six to 800 calories per meal. Um, And then we have our shake bar, and then we also have our in-body scan, which gives us your basic biometrics. So it'll give us your body weight, your water weight, your body fat mass, your body fat percentage. It'll tell us how well balanced your muscle is um, in all uh, segments of your body. So that's pretty cool, and that helps us tell people how many calories they should really be intaking in a day. So that's really what we have here
8: okay and then where does the food come from so you said he started it in his kitchen
9: so is it locally sourced yes so we actually buy a majority of our meats and veggies and all that right from palmers which were literally the new palmers on jefferson we're in the building we actually own the old palmers building so um we try to keep all of our food as local as possible we have uh these lean sheets they're like little protein balls that are snack bites all of the honey in them is a local honey so we try to keep as much local as possible um just support local small businesses you know what we are and what we believe in
8: is there anything else that you want to add about project lean nation
9: uh just come try it give us a shot
8: <laughs> um, i will say i tried your meal and it was really good like which one <laughs> did you get again the chicken
9: fries Ooh, chicken fries yeah, yeah. it was good so what's cool is like you look at our menu and everybody's like oh chicken alfredo so unhealthy for you or why do you have french fries on your menu it's all portioned out and what's really cool you know coming from all of our sauces um like red sauces the alfredo sauce any sort of sauces or seasonings are made right actually by nathan's soups and sauces so they and all of our macro counts and our calorie counts are very accurate you know our production facility is really really amazing so maybe i can like send you a few pictures of what our facility looks like and um just the work that goes in is pretty phenomenal so
0: welcome back uh sam heck of an interview right there um Talk to us a little bit about the food that you tried from Project Lean Nation. I know three of us in studio here have had the food at different times. Uh, What was your experience with it?
8: So I can't remember what it was called, but it was like fries with shredded chicken and like a cheese sauce and I think beans. But I thought it was really good, and it actually did fill me up, the one portion I had. And then I got, like, an orange, um, one of their shakes, and it tasted kind of like those orange blossom popsicles. Oh. So I thought That's it was good. Maybe. Yeah.
0: And Felicia, you had it. You had tried Project Lean Nation earlier, um, obviously earlier than the Canadago location opening. Yeah. What was, what was your experience with yeah,
10: that? Yeah, so I, I'm going to be honest, it was so long ago that I really can't remember the food. I know that I liked it, um, but... You know, what I really loved about it is the convenience, um, and then also, you know, there's different meals. Like, one of the reasons why I struggle with meal prepping is I cannot eat the same thing consecutively for like five days, and also the time to do it. So, you know, the convenience of having those options, and I'm so excited. This is new to me. I didn't know that Canada had a location because I am huge on these types of meal services, meal prep services, I think they're great. Um, so I cannot wait to try it. But yeah, everything that I had was great. And like I said, the variety also was awesome to have. Yeah, when and
0: uh, when I tried it, it, I did it for about three months. And uh, it was at the very end of 2020 or 2021, one of the two. Um, yeah. But right around, right around yeah. the beginning of the following year is when they changed their packaging. So they went to a different vacuum sealed method. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, things were keeping a lot better, uh, more that's effectively in so the freezer and the fridge. They
10: still had almost like Tupperware type of, yeah,
0: you know what yeah. I mean. So
10: that's good to know too.
0: And it, yeah, there are a couple other uh, similar services around Rochester that still do it that way. The trouble with those is, like, if you're going to, if you're really trying to like prep it out long term, like say a week and a half or two weeks, um, because it's easier, frankly, to get it in bulk like that. Um, some of those, when you freeze them, the water content really starts to balloon up after they've been in the freezer for a little bit. Um, I'm not going to name names, but yeah, that I, is definitely had <laughs> been something that I've I experienced I had one personally. that,
10: yeah, it was it was a struggle because, <laughs> um, you know, you would get so much food and sometimes I didn't finish it and it did end up getting wasted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the frozen does end up working out better.
0: And it's also, um, I think, pretty interesting because you can you can mix and match the quote-unquote athlete meals with the regular meals. Um, Some folks like to eat a little more for dinner as opposed to lunch. So, um, you know, we had actually done kind of a mixed bag of both, and we're jumping back and forth between the bigger portions and the smaller portions based on what else we were eating that day. But, yeah, it gets the job done, and it really simplifies things. And, you know, if... For the people who don't want to spend an entire day cooking or feel like they have to spend an entire day planning, prepping, and cooking to meal prep for a week, Mm -hmm. you know, dedicating like a Sunday or a Saturday to it, um, this is definitely uh, a method. And I will say, one thing that people always will jump in and say, and I'm sure we're going to see it on social media after this, is, oh, it's so expensive, so expensive. If you go to the grocery store and you want to meal prep
1: correctly five
0: to ten different meals that you're going to eat over the course of two weeks, you're going to spend more than if you use a meal prep service like Private yeah, Lean Nation or any of the others for that the matter. The
10: best way to look at it and the way that I always look at it is look at the cost per meal. Right. That yep. it's... It really shows you that it's not as expensive as people think,
1: right? Because it's a full meal. It's yeah. not like you're having the cost per what this meat's going to be, what the vegetables are going to be. Especially
10: well. nowadays, I mean, if you're buying eggs to meal prep, <laughs> you're spending
1: <laughs> eight dollars. Eight dollars
10: for
0: a, a desk whole lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. So I might have missed it in the um, interview. Can you go into the Canadagua location and just get? They have like freezers and things you can pick out meals, or like get fresh drinks.
10: At yes. The counter?
8: So the way that there's a setup, all of their food, I believe, they keep in freezers out back, but the menu's out front, so you can talk to them and tell them what you want, and they'll get it for you. Um, the shake bar is right. In the store, cool. so you can go up and order it. And then there are like coolers where they sell like the snacks. I think they're like these peanut butter balls.
0: They're incredible. Yeah, yeah they're they incredible. Protein? They are. They're yeah. they're protein peanut butter balls. They're they're incredible. Yeah, I'll
1: well, have to go check it out because I like the idea that you can go and try maybe like a meal or something that you're not sure like will I like this or not, and then you can order them in bulk. We'll yeah, say.
0: and you know the thing is is like even if you're getting the smaller meals, the three to four hundred calorie meals, they mm-hmm. are filling. Like she isn't when when Sam talked about it in that interview, it's, it's true. They are filling. Like they're balanced meals. They aren't the kind of meals that you right. know you'd make at home that may be lacking in one area or another. So
1: yeah. love that. Right in our own <sighs> Canandaigua.
0: Right in our backyard. Um Great. okay, Jim. We got you in studio. Welcome. You were back in the kitchen. A lot of food cooking talk up this morning. It's, I'm all, food. it's yeah. all food.
1: <laughs> it is food. What is today? Wednesday. Food for food Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Food Wednesday. And maybe a pasta dish that someone might be inspired uh, to prep tonight after they see uh, your TikTok here because it's one of the simplest pasta dishes ever, right?
5: You probably have everything at home right now to make this, but this won't stay. you got to make it and eat it. You can't prep this for later. This is one pasta that won't warm up good the next day.
1: This is big, though, because I feel like all of your... um, FL1 foods are a little bit more advanced um, for the average cook, so maybe this one is the first step into like, you know, I can do that. I have to only have four ingredients. I can do that. Yeah,
5: now I did make a little fried zucchini on the side just to go with it, but um, I the a pasta itself <laughs> is well, fried zucchini is not really fancy, but um, <laughs> but I I thought that. You know, with this, this was dinner on Sunday night. Actually, I didn't want to spend a lot of time making it, so even with the zucchini, the whole thing took 20 minutes, half hour at the most.
0: And um,
1: it does not heat up well the next day, so that's the why the we pasta don't have it
0: right. yeah. again
1: another day. You didn't bring us in food.
0: <laughs> well, okay. wait a second though. It shouldn't last more than 20 or 30 minutes after you get done making it, because when you see how this turns out, gonna you're going to say, "Well, why would you save that? You would just inhale the entire thing and be done with it." Well, let's
3: I, roll the
5: tapes. Did.
0: Kakioli
5: Pepe literally means cheese and pepper. One of the most underrated of all pasta dishes and really easy to prepare. This four ingredients takes about 15-20 minutes. And to go with this rich, creamy, peppery dish, I figured some fried zucchini would be a nice contrast. Uh, This time of year the grocery store, you're not going to get very big zucchini. Certainly not the... Giant ones that we grow in backyards here in the summer in upstate New York. So I decided instead of going with the balans, we cut them into planks, or sticks, cut them pretty thick, seasoned both sides, and then we get ready to uh, heat up some olive oil and have a dredging station here. Zucchini with the flour back into the egg wash and then breadcrumbs. I don't want it really super or even full coating on these things I just want a little bit of a crunch and I really want that you know, fresh zucchini taste to come through because I think it will be a really nice contrast against the richness of the sauce so into the fryer to go don't, don't want to overcrowd your fryer and as long as you're not touching it's not going to be overcrowded go for about two minutes on each side. Look at that, when you flip them over, that just perfectly golden brown. Not burnt. It's um, really nice and crunchy when you bite into the So, just about two minutes on the other side. And then you take them out with paper towel. And while they're still hot, I like to hit it with some parmesan cheese. And then also some salt and just to stay warm. So we get to work on our pasta and our sauce. So grating some pepperino romano and we're going to need a really fine grater. These are microplanks if you yeah, have The finer the better. And we're going to toast some fresh ground pepper. That pan right there is heated up to about medium high. And then we're going to just hit it with a tiny bit of olive oil and going of mix it up with the olive oil. And then I reduce the heat. At this point, we throw in some unsalted butter. We want to cook this sauce over a low to medium heat. So I know that butter sizzling in there, but the, it's going to cool down pretty quickly. Boil some water for the pasta. And the pasta water is going to play a big role in this sauce as well and we start to prepare our spaghetti which takes about 10 minutes and that's about how long it'll take for us to get our sauce ready for it we're going to use the preferred pasta for and then we slowly start to work in some of that fresh grated pecorino romano and just keep stirring and add a little more This rubber spoon is perfect for this application because you kind of want to start to press it across the bottom of this pan to make sure none of that cheese sticks. And then we add a little pasta water every so often too, and eventually it's going to develop into this beautiful creamy, this cheese sauce with a strong pepper flavor. But you got to keep stirring; it's almost like risotto water and, and a little bit of cheese at a time and you don't want a really old really good pecorino romano cheese for this because that's harder to incorporate in the sauce a uh, newer or less aged pepperino romano would uh, melt much easier than one uh, that's old even though generally the older the better. would So you can see this really coming together now, it almost looks like an Alfredo sauce, but it's not, there's no milk in there, there's cream, and then just before our pasta reaches out that day, we want to drop it in with the sauce, because it's going to continue to cook for a couple more minutes in the saucepan. We also need to work it around like this because the starch and the pasta is really going to be a finishing touch for what's really going to be a delicious sauce here. So, a little more fresh brown pepper, work that pasta around, and add a little more pasta water. And then we're just about ready to plate. And you can see it's but that's super thick, it's more creamy than cheesy. You want to eat this right away. This isn't the type of dish that I will warm up well the next day, uh, like a lot of pastas. And then we had our zucchini, which came out great. A little bit more of that fresh grated cheese or the top of everything. The baseline patches for some color, finish it with some olive oil. Caccioli pepper! Um, 20 minutes, unbelievable, most underrated of all baskets.
0: Alright, Jim, that looked outstanding. Um, if you were going to do it again, anything you'd change? Um. No, I, th- I really c- it came out really, really
5: good, really good. And it was cool, too, because I'm glad I cut the zucchini like that. The zucchini that from Wegmans that was available was small, you mm-hmm. know, used to, especially around here in the summer, everybody growing zucchini in their garden, oh, yeah. and they're huge. Um, but this, these also. were so small that I decided to, you know, go lengthwise and make these little planks instead of medallions, and I'm glad I did because it was really easy to eat take your fork and it would just snap right off take a bite, crunchy Um, yeah and I didn't want to I I didn't want to have like this thick breading where it was more breading than zucchini I wanted the zucchini to kind of stand out because it was with this creamy, cheesy, peppery pasta so I wanted that clean zucchini taste to kind of, I'm big on trying to put things together that are contrasting.
3: You look
1: like a DJ right now. (laughs) just (laughs) doing it (laughs) How
5: Could
0: you make it spicier? You could throw in some uh, crushed red pepper.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. red pepper flakes. We yeah, exactly didn't
0: damage the. It wouldn't damage the final product. It would still. It would I still
5: would hold wait to the end. I would wait to the end. But you could throw it in earlier too. Um, and oh. actually, caccio de pepe—that's black pepper—but crushed red pepper is pepper too, so it could still be caccio de pepe. I oh. guess. I mean, it's just another crushed red pepper. But. Um, Yeah, it was just savory, really savory. I can't explain how good it was. I've never made it before, this. um, Wow. And it came out so good that I'm looking forward to making it again. I think another thing that I did that really helped it was toasting the freshly ground black pepper before. Put the butter in, you know, throw that on the hot pan and just let it kind of activate it a little bit. And then other than that, you just got to keep stirring, and you can't put too much cheese in at once, otherwise it'll clump up into like a cheese ball in the middle of your sauce
10: so you just have to be
5: patient and stir and stir
10: so since it only takes like 20 to 30 minutes you know it's something that you could run home and make on lunch yeah,
5: good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll be happy to do that.
1: We're starving, Jim. <laughs> Literally, so <laughs> like I think everybody that has said in this show today is hungry.
0: How much? Uh, one qu- One last question on that. How much pasta did you use? How much pasta was in the the final um, product?
5: There? Two servings. I used like uh, a little less than a b- whole box of pasta. Okay. Yeah, so they were a- healthy servings. It was. I didn't eat anything all day until that. That was my dinner on Sunday night. Watched the end of uh, some of the football games. Actually, you know what I did is we uh, watched the end of a football game and then the 60 minutes interview with uh, Prince Harry. Oh uh, yeah. When yeah. I uh, well I ate that.
3: <laughs> and yeah. 20 minutes
0: he was done. Yeah. That's all
5: yeah, I yeah. literally, literally about 30 minutes with the zucchini, but 20, 30 minutes start to finish, pasta itself kind of 20 meals. minutes. Love that. Minutes. Well, yeah.
1: it looked delicious. Everything we talked about sounded amazing today from the diner to the Lean Nation to the cacio di pepe, or <laughs> however you say it. But um, that's actually <laughs> like going to do it. Just I thought like it was, that. Cacio. Cacio? Oh, I I was I
5: like wrong. that. Yeah, no, it is. It's cacio. I'm cacio sorry. Cacio, cacio di pepe. Cacio oh, pepe. Yeah.
1: Felicia. <laughs> no, that's going to do cacio it. Caccio is, a, is the Italian
5: word for. Uh, girls? Yeah, puke. Or, uh, uh, puke? <laughs> puke. Oh,
1: yeah, I almost just said... Uh, manure. Uh, oh! Yeah, not what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah <laughs> I have a manure pasta. <laughs> it was a great show today, full of food. I'm starving. I think everybody here can attest to that. Um, we'll be back, of course, tomorrow at 9 a.m. And remember, the Finger Lakes 1.com app is your destination for the latest news, weather, sports, and podcasts. And until then, thanks for joining us this morning. And have a great Wednesday here in the Finger Lakes.